Hello, you are listening to the CZ of Movies. My name is Colin, I'm the C with me is Zijan, who is the Z. Hello, Zijan. Hey, Colin. As I um, mentioned earlier, this is going to be a very short podcast. Well, for me. Oh, was, okay. So, you know what we talk about? What, what, you know, we're going to talk about. You're going to mention that we're going to talk about uh, our main topic today. Our main topic today uh, being, being films about musicians, yes. Yeah. I've seen less than two. <laughs> Right. Films <laughs> about musicians. So it's going to be a very short one from me. Uh, a lot more from you, hopefully. Jolly good. Um, wow. We should really talk about this before we are, I agree what topics to talk about in the. Uh, the yeah, podcast. yeah, I know. <laughs> but good news is, I got a lot more to talk about I, next I can, time. I can think of at least two that you've seen. Um, we'll, 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 get, we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> uh, we're also talking about the films of Jonah Hill. We're, talking, we're doing a quiz on Toy Story and much. Much, much more. Well, not much more from me. <laughs> a little bit more. But first, a public service announcement, Zijan. Well, we don't really do this, but um, we've, we've gotten a lot of uh, comments from our listeners that our podcast is a tad too long. Uh, well, it's about an hour now, on average. About an hour. About an hour. The, the, we, we've actually talked about this quite a few times, um, about whether to reduce it and to do multiple podcast mm-hmm. but the truth is both Colin and I um, have actual jobs yes <laughs> my, my hope that podcasting would, would supplement my income is, has not proven to be uh... <laughs> no that's the thing if you want to pay uh, us to do this then, uh... then, 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 then we would change <laughs> change this <laughs> but the, the truth is is that it does take up quite a bit of our time to uh, you know do a podcast edit the podcast etc and uh, to have you know shorter podcasts even though you know, it's a good idea. It just isn't for us at the moment. No, so, so unf- I would say we can launch about six 10-minute podcasts a fortnight, uh-huh. uh, but they all come consecutively in one go. So you can, <laughs> you, 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 can, you can listen to the first 10 minutes, switch off, and come back a bit later. Uh, this week, the first 10 minutes is mostly spent explaining this process. Um, <laughs> that is true. but And also... Um, if you haven't noticed yet, um, I do put like uh, timestamps on the podcast. I can't remember whether you do that. Um, I do it. that if we're doing a movie review, but I don't <laughs> okay. do it if we're doing a, something like today, where it's a yeah. whole bunch of stuff. But I do put time cards on my podcast. So um, if you want to like, um, you know, jump to a, a segment that you prefer, uh, just feel free to look at the timestamps. They should be on um, the SoundCloud podcast. Yeah, maybe I'll start doing more timestamps. <laughs> We take it, we take it turns to edit in case we hadn't figured that out. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. And even then, we still don't have enough time in our lives. No, because we're so busy and popular. It may not seem that way. <laughs> but we are. But we are. <laughs> take our word for it. Um, right, well, thank you for listening to that public service announcement. Um, we'll move on to the news, as we always do. Uh, Zijan, has it been a high-octane, thrilling fortnight of news? Yeah. <laughs> Well, some bits of news are, I think, are quite interesting. Okay. And well, the rest are pretty much, yeah, there's not a lot to do. Right. Nothing much happened. Um, so, one of the more interesting ones is that James Gunn is in talks to do Suicide Squad 2. In fact, I think he's he's um, in talks to direct, but he's already signed up to write, I think. So, that's, that's definitive. Yeah. Um, James Gunn, who, uh, if our listeners um, did not remember uh, very well, he was supposed to be directing uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, but he was fired by Disney for tweets that he sent out like six years ago. Uh, more than that, maybe 10 years ago, yeah. Um, um, yeah. Which, which felt like a really weird decision. I, I think whatever the, the moral ups and downs of the case, I think I said at the time, there was not there was a bit of a groundswell of people who wanted him to be fired, but basically they were the kind of alt-right people who were not happy that he was railing on Donald Trump. Yes. And, and Disney caved very quickly. Um, yes, they did. So he's, he, yeah, so DC, Warner Brothers, have swooped in. Well, which is to their benefit though. Because Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one was really good. And if he's going to do Suicide Squad 2, which is quite a similar concept to Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy in a way, there's a motley bunch of misfits yes. bending together. Um, so I think it will be a very good fit for James Gunn to be in it. Yeah, and there's, there's talk of this the 
kind of almost I think they said not not a continuation of the, of the first one so the first Suicide Squad I, I'm not sure I guess they've got decisions to make down the line I, I'm assuming they'll bring back at least Will Smith and Margot Robbie um, if they can mm. but whether they'll kind of recast I guess because Suicide Squad uh, for those who haven't seen it is it, yeah a bunch of villains who are, who are combined into this team and, and uh, the way it typically works is they've got bombs in their heads that will blow them up if they disobey but it's, it's a kind of a collection of bad guys. And I, I imagine that's quite a revolving crew of bad guys. So if they want to bring in different baddies, mm. they can do that. Um, so I mean, who, who, who are left from the first film anyway? So because like the Enchantress lost her powers. Yeah. Oh, one of them blew up, didn't they? What's the name? Uh, the... Slipknot. Slipknot blew up and yeah. then one of them sacrificed himself. Did the fire chappy, did he survive? Yeah, I think he didn't. Uh, the crocodile bloke did. Yeah, um, boomerang guy. Boomerang, he's alive. <laughs> and very useless as well. I, he was my favorite. Still useless. He was my favorite part. He was utterly useless, <laughs> but he was my favorite part. He didn't and throw I any guess... boomerangs. His name's Captain Boomerang. <laughs> he threw some. Oh, did he? I mean, he, I don't remember him. Uh, I don't. He didn't throw any that did anything anyway. Uh, and maybe Katana, but she's not really part oh, of the group anyway. Oh, she was just to, there to look out for them. As long as Rick Flag is still alive. Yeah, Rick Flag as played by Scott Eastwood, if I remember rightly. Um, that was a terrible film. Let's be honest. Yeah, it wasn't great at all. So yeah, it's interesting that he signed up for this not a new property. But if they're giving him carte blanche to say chuck out what happened before and do your own thing, I can see why. Mm-hmm. That there is some suggestion, and he's been fairly quiet on this. I mean, he, he put out an apology and, and what have you, but I imagine he has quite a lot of ill feeling towards Disney, and this is, is almost a bit of a uh, riposte. I imagine he'd be quite pleased to give uh, Warner Brothers a big success. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Disney and Marvel, uh, Ryan Coogler has signed on to write and direct Black Panther 2. No surprises there, is there? <laughs> not at all, not at all. Although, um, I mean, he's, he's so Creed 2 is coming out um, later this year and he, he directed and wrote, I think he wrote, yeah, must have, uh, the first of those and, and is not. I think he's now producing or executive producing this one but isn't, isn't otherwise involved. Um, so I did wonder whether it was going to be the same for Black Panther but Black Panther was a success well above Creed, even though Creed was a big success, anyway. Mm. So yeah, there's no surprise. This is kind of a what they would pay him anything he wanted to do that. I imagine why, <laughs> exactly why, why right. Like oh. <laughs> it's made so much money, and not just. I mean, it did make so much money, but it's such a positive response. I think he, and Ryan Coogler's a great director. So yeah, mm. no, no surprises. But good work, Disney. Uh, another Marvel news: uh, Doctor Strange Two appears to be. Marvel's next film. No, 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 no. Doctor Strange died. See, I saw, I saw him die. <laughs> yeah, just like Spider Man <laughs> as well. No, there's, there's no way they can do that. No, you, you must have got that wrong. Yeah, it's, it's not possible. Um, well, so the lineup that's coming up next year is uh, Captain Marvel, Avengers, yeah. uh, four, Avengers, Spider Man, yeah, Spider Man two. Yes. Who who also died, Colin? If you haven't remembered, he did die. This is yeah, I know this. Far from home. Yeah. They've, they've been, there's been uh, various footage and photos and stuff from them filming Far from Home. Zendaya seems to have a bigger role in it this time, which is which is good. Which is I good. think I like I'm Zendaya. Operating as there is MJ. Yeah, now MJ. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there will be a Black Widow film. I think oh, yes. Scarlett Johansson was paid um, fifteen million to star in million dollars. Yeah, good, which good I money. I'm not sure if that's good or bad. That seems like a lot to me, but I mean, it's not Robert Downey Jr. levels, but she's probably getting. Yeah, I don't know how much Chris Evans is paid, for example. I imagine she's probably up there with that kind of level. Yeah, well, but she's been on a film since Iron Man 2, right, though? Uh, pretty much. And uh, what else? And so, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 was supposed to be in the year after. Okay. Uh, but because they couldn't, uh, well, because of the whole James Gunn issue, yes. uh, they need something to fill in. So, apparently, Benedict Wong went into uh, this fan expo in Vancouver. Okay. And says that he hopes to start filming Doctor Strange 2 by the end of 2018. That's coming up quite soon. I know. Um, He may have <laughs> as a slip of tongue. It should have been uh, end of 2019. But That seems more likely. Yeah. There you go. This feels like one of those things where uh, a cast member is now like, oh no, what have I done? What have I said? <laughs> given, <laughs> given away all this, this secrets. I watched Doctor Strange again. Um, on Netflix? On Netflix. Although I have it on DVD, but I... <laughs> I've always on Netflix. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. The, the humor uh, doesn't always land for me, but that's, uh, 
I watched the first bit of Doctor Strange again. I like the part when he was, you know, still a doctor and then he had an accident and then he was trying to learn. Uh, I like that bit a lot. Yeah. I want to see so, more I want to see more Rachel McAdams in these films. Yeah, I don't know whether she she's going to continue to appear. I assume she is. She she's not like do. Natalie Portman and just disappears. Yeah, I think I'd like Natalie Portman. She she must have known what she signed up to. I think Natalie Portman when she signed up to the Thor films, it was still very early. It was pre-Avengers, wasn't it? So the, the whole idea of team-up films wasn't really... I mean, I must, it must have been on the route map, but it wasn't a big thing. Whereas Rachel McAdams must have known she was signing up to do just his solo films and maybe a cameo elsewhere. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Although I don't know whether her character will get much to do at all. But who no. knows? Yeah. They usually give the They usually give the love interest something... Anyway, like you have Pepper Potts um, getting her superpowers in uh, Iron Man three. Yes, immediately forgotten. Um, yes, I, I, I'm sure that comic book fans such as yourself, CJ, will be able to tell me all about whatever Christine was her character name, wasn't it? And I'm sure that she becomes various superheroes over in the comics. They always she? do. Yeah, I have no idea. Just <laughs> watching the TV series The Flash. I love The Flash, but um, I, I never knew those comics. So when it turned out that pretty much every single character in it was also a superhero of some variety. I, I think that was the whole idea in the first place when they put them together. Well, I think, yeah, everyone who knew together. The Flash knew that, yeah, Caitlin Snow was Killer Frost and that, what's his name? Cisco. Cisco's vibe and all this, I guess. Mm. I had no idea. I just like, oh, it's just a bunch of scientists. Oh, they've got powers now. Of course they do have powers, can't <laughs> it? It can't just be about The Flash. It, why not? It's all about the cameos. Okay. Um, fine. What else we got here? Um, Rambo, the uh... <laughs> Rambo Five. Rambo Five. Um, I I take this moment. I've I must have said this at least four or five times in the podcast, but I love it so much. The 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 naming convention of the Rambo films goes: First Blood, Rambo: Codon First Blood Part Two, Rambo Three, Rambo. Um, the fourth, so the fifth one is now going to be called Rambo Codon Last Blood, which I quite like actually. Hopefully, that means it'll end. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure he talked about the last one being the, being the final one and then changed his mind, but uh, I think it's all over for him. But uh, Sly Stallone uh, has been putting pictures on Instagram of himself wearing a cowboy hat. So there you go, that's Rambo's going, going western. Uh, okay, have you seen any of the Rambo films? No, should I? Uh, I've seen. I've only seen the first one. It's pretty good. It's, I think it's one of these things. It's been like Rocky in some ways. That kind of the first one was this uh, kind of character piece, quite quite deep, quite um, well thought out, based on a like it's based on a book, which, which Rocky wasn't. Um, and then the kind of the sequels became bigger and a bit cheesy. Well, a lot cheesier, uh, is my understanding. I've not seen them, um, but I think the kill count in the first one, in the first Rambo film, there's maybe one or two people die. And by like the fourth one, it's hundreds of people are dying, it's thousands of people. So. Um, yeah, it got bigger, not not necessarily better. Pretty much every slice of the lone film, right? Uh, how dare you? <laughs> Have you never seen Rhinestone? Uh, bearing in mind that I haven't either, but it's, it's a film where he stars alongside Dolly Parton as a country music singer. No, uh, are you going to bring it up later? I think it's called Rhinestone. Uh, no, I've not seen it, but uh, <laughs> he, he, he tells a story, and I, I don't know how true it is, but um, he, in the 80s, he and Arnold Schwarzenegger were kind of big rivals in the kind of action movie game. And apparently Arnold Schwarzenegger would kind of play tricks on him by like pretending that he was going for a particular role. And so his agent, like Rocky's agent, Rocky's agent, Sly Stallone's agent will say to him, oh, yes, no, you need to get in quick because apparently Schwarzenegger wants this one. And it was films like Rhinestone or Stop My Mom Will Shoot. Um, oh, is, that's a brilliant story. <laughs> um, so there you go. If that's true, that's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> it's quite funny. Right, what else you got? Oh, this is sad, Colin. <laughs> the rest of the news I have are sad. Uh, Idris Elba yes. is joining the cast of Cats. Okay. Um, along the lines of Ian McKellen, Jennifer Hudson, Taylor Swift, etc. Cool. Yeah. Are we going to see Cats? No. <laughs> it's not a good musical. I've, I've heard that everyone hates this musical. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, He's going to play McCavity, the mystery cat. Ooh, that's the one I've heard of. Yeah, he is. Um, he doesn't get any songs, though, in the musical. Alright. Okay. So, he just appears... And then disappears um, in like five minutes. Like the Cheshire Cat. Like the Cheshire Cat. Okay. But he's mean. Ooh, the Cheshire Cat was quite mean, wasn't he? Uh, at least he was guiding Alice along the way, right? Yeah, but in a really annoying way, if I remember right. <laughs> Just tell her where to go. Stop being a prat. 
We are padding this podcast out very well. Sunny. Yeah. Yeah, well done, well done. Well, I, I don't see it as, as padding season. I see it as exploring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking about cats, my next bit of news is that Tom and Jerry is going to get their own movie. Uh, yep. I, I couldn't even slightly care, but well done, them. Um, I know. Um, is it gonna... This is following the Willy Coyote movie and a Space Jam sequel. Uh, so lots of Looney Tunes are coming out. Yeah, I I think as we discussed when we talked about Space Jam, like, Looney Tunes was no part of my childhood. And it, did you know that Simon and Garfunkel originally performed under the name Tom and Jerry? True, no, I didn't. True story. Um, what else we got here? Oh, Idris Elba's character name for the Fast and Furious spin-off has been announced, but I can't remember what it is. I just, since you mentioned Idris Elba, <laughs> I thought I did. You just can't be bothered putting it in. No, I've not watched any of the Fast and Furious films yet. I don't think this is the one I'm going to start with. Um, not after our Fast and Furious quiz, Colin. Not even after that. <laughs> Um, speaking of films I've not seen, uh, World War Z two is is going to shoot next year. Uh, isn't that like has that's been on like the ropes forever? It has. I think this is not something that would interest me at all, apart from the fact that David Fincher is directing it. Um, yeah, um, wasn't that mentioned before? Well, I think he was, I, I think that. it was in talks, but I don't think it was confirmed until. Okay. Um, did he do the first one? I don't think he did. I saw the first one. So did did, did David Fincher direct the first one? I didn't, oh, I didn't think he did. Um, a good question. I don't know. But I mean, he's a huge director. He basically he's one of the few directors who will kind of who can open a film just by being the guy directing it. And to, to sign up to a sequel to a zombie film that was kind of got Meh. kind of yeah middling reviews, that seems very strange. Wasn't it, I think his first film actually was um, Aliens Three. There you go. He's he's gone on to bigger <laughs> things since then. Uh, uh, Fight Club, Seven, uh, Social Network. So yeah, much. he definitely has. But yeah. well, maybe there's a story in World War Z that. No one's thought of. Well, the 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 first, you know, it was based on a book, right? And the yes. first film didn't follow, didn't really capture the essence of the book. So maybe, okay. maybe, maybe the second one will. By the way, in case listeners are wondering, uh, it is apparently C to Z policy to refer to this movie as World War Z in keeping with our title, um, whereas the rest of the world probably call it World War Z. Uh, <laughs> not us. It's World War Z. We're prepared to sacrifice that World War Three pun for English language accuracy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, you're English anyway, Colin. So, uh, the, the, who am I to argue? Uh, well, exactly. If you want, you want to tell me what the uh, the title is in uh, Cantonese or or Mandarin or whatever it is, Malay. What do you speak? All of them. All of them. Well, you can tell me the title of all of those. And I I'll, will. I'll I find out English one, yeah. and maybe <laughs> German if I if I think hard. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm done with news Okay, I can't pad out anymore I've got a couple more and they're both related to the DC Universe um, you know that Flash movie that we were looking forward to and definitely wasn't going to get pushed back again <laughs> it's been pushed back uh, to when? 2021 um, no, this seems like such a long way it is a long way away uh, I don't think they've given a definitive date but and I think there's a bit of kind of inference going on here because basically Ezra Miller uh, who is going to play the Flash in that film um, he is in the Fantastic Beasts films, and I, I think there were plans to do it in 2019. But because Fantastic Beasts three is filming in 20 or filming for, in 2019, maybe um, he, he'll be too busy doing that, so they've got to push the flashback. Way well, if his, if his character actually died in Fantastic Beasts, like we were, I we thought so. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he did as well. Then, then it wouldn't have been this issue wouldn't happen at all. Yeah, he should have thought about that. Yeah, uh, I know. So this the Flash movie has been through so many directors, um, scriptwriters, release dates. Uh, well, it, who knows what's happening with this DC universe? So, so, so what's coming out in twenty twenty year for DC? I know um, Shazam is coming out next year. Wonder Woman two is probably coming out next year. So what's in twenty twenty? Um, well, I'm not sure. Uh, Birds of Prey, maybe. Oh yeah, they, they, they I forgot that that's still there. Yeah, uh, Suicide Squad. Oh, the the Joker film with Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, is that twenty twenty? That's probably twenty nineteen, is it? Oh, or maybe not. Maybe it's twenty twenty. I don't know. The fact they've already released some stuff for it makes me think it's probably next year. Um, allegedly, Justice League two was going to happen, but I think that's been bumped off the slate. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's so many films that are going to happen. <laughs> who, who on earth knows? Well, they fired some people, or did yeah. they? Oh. Suicide Squad two, I guess, is that twenty twenty release? Yeah, maybe. Who knows? If Aquaman does well, but. Oh. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, which I'm, I wouldn't normally put this in, but it's quite surprising. So there's a thing called Celeb Fan Fest in San, San Antonio. Um, and they put on Twitter that Ben Affleck will be going, will be there um, kind of because of his role of Batman, which just really surprised me because I thought he was completely out of this. 
I mean, I know it's not been officially announced, but the fact that he's going to things to support the role of Batman when there's no new movies related to him and, and we all thought he'd left, that makes me think maybe he is going to be in the Batman. Maybe, yeah. Which is another film that's mm. probably coming up at some point, maybe. Um, mm. So I'd, I'd like to see... I mean, it feels like they need to reboot this whole universe. Um, but they seem to be doing it quite slowly and gradually. Apart from Wonder Woman, though, that's a problem. Like, I think... Yeah, yeah. I think they jo- they will really want to keep Wonder Woman in, and depends on depending on how Aquaman does. Yeah, they may want to keep them in. They just want to keep some parts of it and get rid of the others. Which because yeah. this Flash thing, the whole is well, they the were going to be doing Flashpoint. Maybe they're not on Ross, but that was kind of a, a kind of a sneaky way to just change time. Re- yeah, record everything. Yeah, and and yeah, it sounds like we're not getting Henry Cavill back again as Superman. Uh, ben Affleck sounds like he was out, but maybe he's not. Oh. No, no one knows, Colin. We'll find out. And our listeners will find out when we review them. We'll never find out. In five, <laughs> ten years' time, they'll still be saying, oh, maybe, maybe Ben Affleck's coming back. Um, uh, and Brexit will still happen, <laughs> or maybe. That's it. Um, yes, the DC transition period has been extended again. Uh, we move on then to our segment to see or not to Z. We're talking about film or films that we've recently seen and tell you, the listener, whether you should see them or not Z them. No one knows what not to Z them means. <laughs> It's been a while since you've ranted at me for that. No. <laughs> what does not that mean? <laughs> thanks, does it mean... Thanks for bringing that back. Uh, anyway. The, the history of this name, for those who've forgotten, is that uh, my friend, your friend Jenny, suggested that we could talk about uh, other films that we've seen and suggested maybe we call it to C or not to Z. And I refuse to call it that. So, Have you seen a film, Z, Jen? Yes, I have. I saw Bad Times at the Al Royale. Oh, I want to see that, but I haven't yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bad Times at the Royale is uh, Drew Goddard's uh, directorial debut mm-hmm. I think he wrote films like Cabin in the Woods um, etc we did, um, we did a quiz on him a couple weeks ago okay. exactly yeah. yeah and it's got quite a cast it has uh, Jeff Bridges uh, Dakota Johnson from Fifty Shades of Grey yeah. fame John Hamm Chris Hemsworth Chris Hemsworth and Cynthia Erivo uh, can't pronounce the name Arrival okay uh, so I think the conceit of the film is and I'm pretty sure if you've seen the trailer it's one of those neo-noir crime thriller can I ask you my... on behalf of myself not to give too much away here because I'm planning to see it and I want to go in fairly uh, fairly blind <laughs> so, okay um... okay I will do that um, it's a neo-noir crime thriller where a bunch of strangers ended up in the El Royale which is a hotel okay in the middle of nowhere and uh Things happen. Things happen. <laughs> to these people. Oh, I'm so sorry to give things yeah, away. Yeah, no, I, I'm sorry to, to, to uh, Yeah, to so basically annoying. throughout the but film, this, you just This feels discovered... like the kind of film that if you don't know what's happening, it's it's probably great. Exactly, yeah. yeah. You, you Throughout the film, you discover uh, things about the strangers along the way. Sounds a bit like uh, The Hateful Eight, in some, which I haven't seen yeah. in fairness, but that, that sounds like the premise of The Hateful Eight to me. It does. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want my review about this film, Colin, or do you think it may your expectations um, can you film. limit your review to uh, how much you liked it as opposed to what happened yes I can I th- <laughs> I'm watching my words <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway if I, if I spoil it you can just edit it out so at least only you are spoiled yeah, I, I don't want it to be spoiled <laughs> so um, it's a very atmospheric film okay and I think it's a very good premise which is only let down by the third act Oh, that's a shame. And I'm okay. going to leave it as that. So, uh, should I see it, or should I not set it? I think you... Sh- well, you're going to watch it anyway, Colin. <laughs> I am. That's true, yes. Uh, well, I am personally a big fan of neo-noir, and noir okay. kind of films anyway, so I, so I enjoyed it. Um, well, honestly, the, the first two acts were very good. I think... Yeah, the third act just felt like he ran out of ideas. Okay. Mm. Um, I saw a film uh, on Netflix called Killers, um, now Simon was, was visiting briefly and we can never really agree on what film to watch so um, <laughs> we ended up watching this one um, which is a, a comedy starring Ashton Kutcher and uh, Catherine Heigl where they I've not heard of this film no it's from 2011 I think and Catherine Heigl wasn't she like boycotted from the whole Hollywood uh, yeah I think this is like around the time when she was still it was kind of just after 27 dresses and stuff so she was quite Quite big, not huge. Um, it was around the time of the ugly truth and stuff like that. Uh, Ashton Kutcher is a is an assassin. She's his wife and doesn't know about him being an assassin until she finds out. It is 
utterly terrible. Um, do you blame uh, Simon for I this? I blame pick? Simon for this. I was trying to get us to watch Whiplash, but he didn't want to do it. That's such a great film. It's great film. In fairness, there were various other things he wanted us to watch that I said no to. Um, so we settled on this. We thought, well, at least it might be funny that it's this Oh, bad. Simon, watch Whiplash. Why doesn't anyone watch Whiplash? Um, he doesn't like films where people are nasty to each other or something. Um, oh. They're not nasty. They're just encouraging in a different way. Yeah. Such a great film, Whiplash. I should watch Whiplash so again. Uh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, me too. Anyway, stick to killers. It's it's utterly, utterly terrible. Um, we move on to our main topic, sort of. Um, uh, short topic. Films about musicians. Now, I I took this to mean not just real like biopics, but also kind of any film centering around musicians. Okay. Okay. So uh, I think um, you've seen a few more than you might think you have. Okay, yeah. that's good. That's good. Then I can contribute a little bit more than my single film. Okay, but I let's see. let's start with biopics. Um, and uh, you can contribute. What is your what is the one one musician biopic that you've seen, Zizan? Actually, can I guess what it is? Yes. Is it Walk the Line? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it came out in two thousand and five, Colin. So thirteen years ago, I can't remember much from the film. <laughs> <laughs> I know what? I enjoyed the film. When I watched <laughs> it. I, I remember that lasting feeling of enjoyment. When I think about Walk the Line, I don't think. Oh, that is a horrible film. I think. Oh, I, 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 I enjoyed it. Cool. I should, I should say. Don't, don't worry about giving away spoilers for this one, but it doesn't seem to. Uh... <laughs> well, um, who, I know a bit who, of it. Who was, cause... who was Walk the Line about, Susan? Uh, Walk the Line is about uh, Johnny Cash and his wife. Well, his third wife, I think, was it? Uh, second, June Carter. Second wife, June Carter. Mm. Uh, this was filmed, directed by James Mango of Logan fame. It was, which I, I must admit, I, I love this. It's one of my favorite films, but I, I, I hadn't, I hadn't realized it was James Mangold until fairly recently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Joaquin Phoenix played uh, Johnny Cash, and with Reese Witherspoon playing June Carter. And Reese Witherspoon won the Oscar. She did for Best Actress for this role. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I love this. This is, I say it's my favorite. It's uh, Johnny Cash is a musician that I I like some of his stuff. But I, I I kind of at uni after I saw this film, I thought, oh, I should really watch some. I should really listen to more Johnny Cash, and I kind of almost tried to persuade myself that I was a fan of Johnny Cash. But there's, yeah, I I, I guess not country music, not really my thing. Yeah, I was gonna say I didn't know country music was your thing, apart from Taylor Swift. Apart from Taylor Swift, um, the new Johnny Cash, as some people are calling her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Does this some people just mean you? It's just me. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I've described her as being the new Tom Cruise, but I can go into that some other day. Um, so I, I love some of the things like Hurt he did very late on, which is a fantastic song. And obviously things like um, Walk the Line itself and um, Ring of Fire. There's, there's absolute classics. Uh, uh, yes, yeah, this, this uh, wonderful, wonderfully acted Rocking Phoenix on... I mean, he's a great actor. Um, and, and he's fantastic. He, he got Oscar nominated. He, he does his own singing for this and, and does it very... So okay. does Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the, yeah, they. I mean, he particularly get, does a very good impression. She, she doesn't sound quite like it, but kind of does a very good. I mean, she, she is a, a kind of girl from. I'm not sure where she's from, but the kind of the, the South. So yeah, um, it, it's a similar kind of area. Um, yeah, it's 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 been parodied. In fact, very specifically in a film called Walk Hard, um, starring John C. Riley, which is kind of a parody of musical biopics but but particularly the walk the line storyline oh okay um and i think is garbage but a lot of you'll enjoy uh, in fact, <laughs> it, it seems to be a very straight parody of walk the line but then kind of that lasts about an hour maybe then they realize they've got to fill out the rest of it so they just do all kinds of weird stuff um including i think it's jason siegel full frontal nudity if that's what you're you're after uh, in a uh, film um classy classy yeah uh anyway but yeah this is a beautiful story this one it's i think yeah, it's a it's a very romantic story, but also kind of a story of of addiction and and overcoming uh, that because yeah, he's a, he was a I think an alcoholic and a drug addict. Um, I, I was told that so because the film ended at his proposal to June. Yeah, it didn't cover his later life. I think a lot of people were uh, upset or felt that it wasn't it shortchanged the character a little bit. Maybe. Um, so I read his his autobiography. Um, well, he's written a couple, and this film's based on both of them. I've read one of them, uh, and it's fantastic. But he's—I mean, for me as, as a Christian, he—he he was a Christian. He has a very um, kind of moving account of he basically just crawled into a into a into a cave to die, and then yeah. kind of felt God 
calling him out and, and rescuing him. And the, the film completely... They, they talk about his Christian upbringing. Um, there's a couple of scenes where he's singing kind of gospel songs and, the, and he, he goes to church as well. But they, they, they removed that scene, which feels like a very cinematic scene to me, but I guess maybe doesn't have global appeal. Um, and and yeah. focus it much more around June Carter's character. Mm. Um, she has a lot to do. I mean, Reese Witherspoon has a lot to do and it's great for her though. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think that is... It's, it's, it's way more than the kind of wife of role that you yes. sometimes see in these things. Yeah, Hence exactly. she got best actress rather than best supporting actress, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, for for me, I, I, I didn't know any of Johnny Cash songs before okay. I went yeah, in yeah. to watch this film. Uh, the only I think the reason why I watched this film was because um, of all the, the, the buzz it got, really. Mm. I mean, mm. it, it was getting a lot, a lot of buzz about how good it was. Um, um, and I think you'll see this uh, as a reason why I haven't watched many or any other biopic okay. film. Yeah. It's probably because I didn't know, um, or I didn't grow up listening to their music, so I never wanted to see their films. Right. Um, right. Unlike like the coming up Freddie Mercury biopic and the Alton John biopic, yeah. I I listen to their music, so I'm I'm interested to see what's going on with them. So when we but, do uh, Film Smart Musicians Part Two next year, <laughs> there, there'll be more for me to <laughs> talk about. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, um, but uh, I did coming. I come out from the cinema from Walk the Line. Um, yeah, appreciating Johnny Cash's music a lot more. I, this yeah, isn't like, this isn't on topic, but I've realised I haven't made my usual annual comment about how you're much older than me at the moment, Zijan. <laughs> it would be it would be remiss of me not to point out that I am the younger of the, the two podcasters, and I, the <laughs> ten, month, tender age of thirty two, whereas Zijan and you month. are thirty three. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Okay. Thanks, Colin, for reminding <laughs> me about my impending. <laughs> Wow. Uh, OH. Yes. It's impending indeed. Yeah. Wait till you get to my age, Colin. It'll only take a few weeks. I can't wait. Um, uh, so I've seen quite a few musical biopics, it seems. Um, so I'll, I'll rattle through a few of them. Um, you don't have to, Colin. Take your time. Okay. <laughs> Slowly through a few of them. Isn't it? So um, there's one called Nowhere Boy, um, which is uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Well, I think it was just Aaron Taylor at the time. No. Uh-huh. Aaron Johnson. Aaron Johnson. Um it was he plays a young John Lennon, so it's I. It's a how bi- many Beatles biopics had you? And um, this is the only one I've seen. Actually, there is one called Backbeat, which is about the um, kind of Beatles in Hamburg before they were the Beatles. Kind of, I okay. know, they may even call themselves the Beatles occasionally, but it's before they were big, um, which I haven't seen. But apparently, it's pretty good. Um, but there, there aren't really. I I, don't, I can't think of any other Beatles biopics. So um, I, I might come on to a bit later. To talk about the various Beatles films, which are kind of, um, which are kind of, they're, they're playing themselves, but it's kind of heightened versions of themselves. Yeah. In those films, um, but I can't think of any other Beatles biopics off the top of my head. There's been various documentaries, so I said I wouldn't bother talking about those. If you've got well, yep. things like, um, yeah, Ron Howard did eight days a week like last year. There's a George Harrison documentary, but uh, yeah, so it feels like kind of the the Beatles story, the the, the great Beatles biopic film has not yet been made, and there's probably scope for that. Um, in in Walk Hard, uh, Paul Rudd plays one of the Beatles. I think they all turn up. I can't remember who plays. Him, <laughs> of course, yeah. Uh, but this, yeah, this one was about John Lennon as a, as a kid. It's um, it, the death of his mother. Uh, I think they've yeah. It's, Paul McCartney is certainly in it. Um, okay, uh, the characters and and they, they they do play together, but it's before the Beatles exist. So Ringo's not in it. I don't. Th- don't think or if he is he's just there as a kind of actually maybe they do put Ringo in as a kind of oh he's just a uh, drummer from a local band who happens to be walking past or whatever else but um but it's very much focusing on his kind of yeah reaction to his mother's death and the way yeah live with his aunt Mimi um played by Kristen Scott Thomas in this oh wow is this a very young Aaron Johnson as well wasn't it yeah yeah so and this is slightly controversial because the film was directed by Sam, now wife. Sam Taylor Woodward as she was uh, oh wow yes um, and yeah they they're now married um, wow wow okay so uh, yeah how, how old was he when he was in it um, I think he was in his early 20s he may have been a he may have been a late teenager but I think yeah somewhere around 20 um, she was somewhat older than that in the 40s I think um, yeah there you go. Uh, but it's it's yeah, a great performance, great, very good film. I think it's one of those things that I think if you're a Beatles fan, you probably enjoy it a bit more. But I think you can enjoy it without... No, because as I say, it's more of a character piece. And there'll be a few kind of, oh yeah, that's when that happened moments. But mostly it's it's that you don't need to be a Beatles fan, really. When did this come out? 
Um, how old? You know, it's probably a decade ago. Mm. Yeah, maybe a little bit more. Yeah, it's one of those things with this biopics kind of films, though. Like, unless you're a fan, I don't see why you would want to watch the films about. Yeah, I think this is one way you probably would enjoy it even without being a fan. Just yeah, because um, like, and it's, it doesn't go too hard on the music, mainly because I say it's focusing on him as a child that they, they hadn't done the music they're known for at this stage, so they're not going to be sitting around playing "She Loves You" or whatever else because mm. they hadn't written it yet. So it's, it's more just a, oh, it's just an interesting story that, and, and it is a uh, an interesting story his of his upbringing. Mm. Well, I was just saying that in general, really, like or any biopic film, like. Well, it's weird. I mean, looking through this list, I, I've there's biopics I've seen here of people I don't, I've never really listened to their music. So Ray, for example. Oh, um, okay. Uh, I've never really listened to Ray Charles' music with Jamie Fox. That's right. Who also won an Oscar uh, for his for that. Yeah. Um, he was up against uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in The Aviator, which I think Leo probably should have won. But there you go. Um, hmm. And again, it's, it's, I, I don't listen to Ray Charles. And you're right, actually. This is where it falls down a little bit for, for the fan, because like, it, or for, for the non-fan. Because yeah, you think the the big moment tends to be he plays his great his big hit, and it's yes, his, exactly his triumph achievement. It's like, well, okay, but I don't really care about this. It's a good song, well done. But uh, <laughs> uh, but he's got yeah, Red Charles um, being blind um, pretty much all his life, possibly all his life, and so there were some kind of interesting things where he, he um, the bit I really remember is yeah, when he was younger, he got um, he got robbed by his manager basically because he they say, oh, we'll pay you the I don't know twenty dollars we owe you. Here's a twenty, and they give him like a one dollar bill. And then after that, he always insisted on being paid in in single dollar bills for his entire pay for the night, mm. um, which I thought was I don't know, I assume that's true. So yeah, great, great performance, and, and Jamie Fox really encapsulates. I mean, he's a musician anyway, so he, he's part of that scene. He is, well. and he can sing. Which is interesting because some of the guys in here really can't, and some because <laughs> I, I think oh. Taron Edgerton he's going to be Elton John. I don't think he's doing his own singing. Is he? Maybe he is. Is he not? I mean, he sang in Sing. He did. I've seen the trailer and they certainly seem to be either he's doing a really good impression or they're putting Elton John's. No, I, I, I'm pretty certain he's doing his singing in Elton John's film because I'm oh, okay. pretty certain I read in an interview that um, yeah, Elton John was saying that he's glad that Taron Edgerton is doing his own thing. Okay, you know, he doesn't want a complete replica of himself so, by his own thing. Okay, in which case it is a very good impression. Uh, hmm. uh, and yeah, I say Joaquin Phoenix did his own singing of Johnny Cash. Uh, I think... So the next one, Love and Mercy, is a film uh, about um, Brian Wilson of uh, Beach Boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a fascinating film in that it, it kind of covers two different sections of his life. So he's play- Paul Dano plays him as a young kind of peak of their fame, uh, Beach Boys, when he's doing album Pet Sounds. Um, which yep. I don't know if you know the Beach Boys history, but they were kind of like, yeah, surfer girl, surfing USA, kind of very kind of, well, the Beach Boys, so it's very kind of poppy pop. And then, but Brian Wilson was much deeper musical creator and whilst the rest of the band oh, were on wow. tour he created this thing called well he basically created pet sounds which is a it's kind of their attempt to, to match the beatles um rubber soul sergeant pepper my fair mm. came before sergeant pepper um and then it's kind of so they came back expecting lots more kind of um just sing about surfing and something they're doing this really um kind of in-depth and then yeah very experimental Album, so that's that's fascinating. But um, and John Cusack plays the older Brian Wilson, who had kind of lots of mental health issues and drug issues, and what have you. Okay, um, split into halves then. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think they, from what I remember, that it goes back and forth between them. It's not just kind of jumping okay. forward. I think. Um, and was it good? It was. I, it didn't get a huge kind of release. I, I don't think. Not even sure it got released in this country actually. Uh, maybe it did, but I, I got it on DVD. Um, yeah, I, I mean, Paul Dano and, and John Cusack look absolutely nothing like each other. <laughs> so it was a slightly odd casting to say this guy's that guy uh, all these years later. But yeah, it, it was it was very well um, very well put together. But I, I mentioned that one because the singing was partly them, and, or partly, partly Paul Dano and partly old Beach Boys recordings. So they did quite a good job of, of kind of melding them together because he'd start off singing and then it would kind of fuse into... Uh, yeah, and again, Beach Boys, I like the Beach Boys, but I'm not a huge fan um, what else we got? Uh, the, the Buddy Holly story, starring uh, Gary Busey. Do you, do you know Buddy Holly? Uh, I've heard of them. Yeah. Um, uh, that's all I can add to this. <laughs> he's one of the pioneers of rock and roll, effectively. But um, he, okay. he died in 1959, I think, um, in a plane crash. You might know. Do you know the song American Pie? Yep. That's about that plane crash, basically. Oh, really? I mean, he goes through a lot of of musical history, but. Um, 
the day the music died is, is about that. Uh, that's ah, that's um, good trivia. There you go. Uh, but it's quite funny because Buddy Holly basically fallen out with his bandmates. Uh, and in this film, and I, I think this is highly dubious, uh, in this film, uh, they had this uh, whole thing where they saying, Oh, actually, Buddy was a great guy, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, no, we actually we should we should make up with him. I'll tell you what, let's all get in this car and drive to where he's going to go, so we can make up and be friends forever. And then obviously they don't get to meet because the plane crashes. I think was that really going to happen? Was that just a um, just put it in just to add the drama? Yeah, but Gary Busey, I think, was Oscar nominated for that. I think turned his career around. Oh wow! Uh, the Glenn Miller story. Do you know Glenn Miller? Nope, definitely not. Why? How? I, I I love the, the names of those films. Like, we've got a film about Glenn Miller. What should we call it? Oh, no, the Glenn Miller story? Yeah, that'll do. Um, uh, James Stewart plays Glenn Miller as a band leader. Uh, his big, big song was, uh, I think it's called Moonlight Serenade. Mm. I think. Anyway, um, I own, I mainly remember this one because there's no drama whatsoever in the entire film. <laughs> I think it's, it's a, I can't remember when it was made in the 50s, I guess. And, um, and suddenly these days, for example, the Elton John film or the Cream film, I'm sure is going to have kind of, oh, we're hitting rock bottom, but we turn it around, or, or yep. we're all going to fall out, but we get back to This is basically just, oh, he tries to make some music, doesn't quite work. Oh, now it does. Isn't it great? The end. And and, yeah, and there's no kind of... He, he's portrayed as basically a, a saint. There's no personal drama. There's no, it's just, a, what a nice guy, and what a, what a nice song. Oh. I didn't do Stuart Lovely, which, so which what, he is. But. What, what made you watch all of these films? Um... That you don't, re- you know. Well, for that one, I'm, I'm a big fan of James Stewart, so I just saw that I think it was on TV, and I was like, oh, I like him. I'll see, I'll watch that. Okay, um, fair enough. Things like Ray, because I got the Oscar, I thought I'd, I'd give that a try. Yeah, um, Buddy Holly story. I'm not really. I, I quite like Buddy Holly stuff. I just, I guess, I was just quite, quite intrigued. Um, uh-huh. uh, I saw the lights on Netflix. Um, it's Tom Hiddleston playing Hank Marvin. No, Hank Marvin. He's in the shadows. Hank something. Anyway, it's really bad. Um, <laughs> I, 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 must admit, I think I was watching on Netflix and then I had to go somewhere and I was like an hour in or something and I was like, I just can't be bothered to finish watching this. I'll just, I'll just delete it. Um, who was he? And he's some country singer whose songs I don't particularly like. Elizabeth Olsen plays his wife. Okay. The, the only good bit about it, I thought, was that um, Elizabeth Olsen also wanted to have a musical career and he was kind of trying to support her, but she wasn't very good. And I thought she really nailed the kind of good enough to think that you're good, but not good enough to actually be appreciated by others. I think that's a really hard skill to pull off because people tend to go like just really awfully terrible. Yes. And I think um, she, yeah, basically kind of, she sings as well as maybe the, a friend, like a friend of a real person who, yeah, say one of my friends who's pretty good at singing. Yeah. That kind of level, but she's persuaded herself that she can have a record contract. And so uh, that was fun. Um, I'm almost there. Uh, Get on up was the uh, Chadwick Boseman playing James Brown. Uh-huh. Um, it's fine. <laughs> it's okay, Colin. Like you know, take your time. Yeah. I- I'm enjoying not speaking. <laughs> yeah, I should. If if we got paid for doing this, decision, I would claim the lion's share of the money this time. In what way? In what way? I yeah, I pro- I'm, provi- I'm providing moral support. Oh, you're guiding. And, yeah, yeah I see. I all see. my ums and ahs are all... <laughs> for better listening, Colin. Yes. They're very thoughtful. I place them very thoughtfully throughout your spiel. Answer me honestly, Zijan. Are you reading a book? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't honestly say. <laughs> my brother, apparently... Um, this is more padding. I was arguing with him the other day about um, how, whether or not it's rude to read a book whilst playing Scrabble. Would you say that was rude? That is rude. There you go. Listen to this, Simon. That's rude. It's rude to do anything else when you're playing a board game. It is. That's my... I agree with you, Zidane. I agree yeah. with you. Uh, yeah, getting up, James Brown. It's it's um, it's it's a great performance um, and he nails James Brown's singing. Uh, they, they kind of cut it up and move it around and kind of to try and make it a bit more exciting with you know, changing the order of the film, I view. I just... It was not very memorable for me. Um, but the final one I've got here is a film called "I'm Not There," which I'm I'm, I'm calling a biopic, but it's not really. So it's um mm-hmm. it's about Bob Dylan. Okay. Um, I think there's eight actors from Riley um playing Bob Dylan, except none of them are really what? playing Bob Dylan. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's kind of different facets of their life. So Kate Blanchett is probably the most famous one. Who, who, yeah, yeah, I've actually heard. Yeah, Kate Blanchett playing Bob Dylan. Yeah, and she weirdly enough is the one who looks most like him. Pretty much spot on. Um, so she's playing probably at the height of his fame. So kind of 
maybe 60, 65. So he, he had a motorcycle crash in about, I think it was 66. Yeah. Uh, and then wasn't seen for a while. But yeah, the kind of the, between 64, 65, 66, that was kind of the peak of his uh, his fame. Um, we went from just being a kind of folk protest singer to kind of going folk rock and yeah, huge. Um, so she's kind of around then. She sings um, Ballad of a Thin Man, which is one of his great songs. Uh, but they've also got uh, some guy who I think, an unknown maybe playing Woody Guthrie, uh, who was a folk singer who who inspired him. We've got Richard Gere playing, um, I think, Pat Garrett uh, mm-hmm. from the film Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid. Uh, I may be getting these people mixed up, but basically various people kind of playing... I guess the idea is it's sides of Bob Dylan's character. Uh, Heath Ledger, I think, is one of them. Okay, um, well, I think. Um, so it's a, it's a it's a deliberately weird film. I think Bob Bob Dylan's quite an enigma as a person, and yeah. and definitely plays into that. Uh, kind of plays it up. And this film is kind of well, we can't just do a Bob Dylan story, partly because he's lied consistently about his story. Um, <laughs> so he published a book called Chronicles, Volume One, which was was just um, an autobiography. I think before this film came out, but um, and it's interesting because it, uh, one fairly early on, he, he's he's answering questions from a music journalist, and and he says in the book he's asking these questions like I should just answer them honestly, and he's making up stuff. He says that his parents are dead and they're not and stuff like this. Um, and you read that thing. Well, if you're lying to him, how, why am I supposed to think you're not lying to me now? <laughs> it's so I, I'm not sure how much of that is true. It's a fascinating book. It's a very well written book actually, but it's fascinating because there's all these huge moments in Bob Dylan's career, but he suddenly starts. Saying he writes extensively about the recording of Oh Mercy, which is probably one of his least well-known albums. Um, at no point in writing about it does he identify the album as being Oh Mercy. <laughs> you have to work it out as a reader. Okay. It's weird. Anyway, the film is even weirder than that. Um, I think it's fun to watch. I think it's worth watching just to see what's going on. But it's uh, oh. it's weird. It's quite like, in the last ten years, wasn't it? They came out. Um, a little bit longer ago, because I uh, I'd say maybe fifteen years, but something mm. like that. Yeah. Uh, those, I think, are all the genuine musical biopics I've seen. Hey, <laughs> and, and walk the line, and I've almost filled our time. Well, um, so yeah, well done, Colin. <laughs> keep going, keep doing this. But let's talk about fictional musicians, and I will turn I'm to on you, chapter Zijan, two. to talk about Sing Street. Oh, I want just on my second chapter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sing Street. Um, you know, if I came prepared on on this kind of things, then I would have, you know. Uh, had something written down on my spreadsheet. Yes. Uh, but I'm pretty sure uh, my the listeners have known how much I hyped about Sing Street. That's um, true. It's on Netflix. It's about a bunch of kids uh, who are forming their own band. Uh, and it's such it's such a good film. G- uh, good music as well. They sing their own original music in the film. Yeah. Because uh, you, you've seen Once and Begin Again, have you? I've seen Once yeah. as well. And it's also set in Ireland. Yes. Yeah. Um. Oh, and oh, the music in Once is beautiful as well. Mm. That's uh, was, yeah, such 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 a good film. Um, I love Once a lot. I think I saw it with a bunch of friends. Uh, I remember very clearly on my couch. Uh, oh. and my housemate came out and saw the lead and went back saying, "Oh, the guy is not good looking enough for me to watch." Right. <laughs> wow. A, a, a detailed cultural view. Who I do, know. Do I know this person? Yeah, you do. Okay. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, it's uh, Glenn Hansard. Yes, okay. was it who played the the main guy in Once? Right. Who was a busker, uh, and he met and fell in love with this uh, girl who was oh, I can't remember her name. She was Polish, if I'm not mistaken. I had a vaguely mind that she was Czech, but you could. Be, oh, she was. You, yeah, you, she, yeah, yeah, she is Czech. You're right. Mm. You're right. She's Czech, um, and I, I think. I'm not too sure how, whether she fell in love with him. I know they fell in love with each other's music. Yeah, I think I was trying to understand that. I, I think it wasn't really. Lo- it's kind of hinted that it might be a love story, but it kind of became more of a. It kind of could. Sh- I think they, they love each other's talents more yes, than yeah, they love yeah. each other. Yeah. Um, and the kind of friendship builds up. Yeah, the friendship. Yeah, I, I actually, I, I love the ending of the film so much. I think it ended in a very, very suitable way. Like he, he went on and pursued his career. Right. He moved to London then he in the end. And then she went back to her husband. I forgot you. I must admit, I, I enjoyed the music a lot in that film. Um, yeah. And I enjoyed the film, but it's not one of my all-time favourites. It felt... The, the musical scenes felt very long. Um, mm. 
and I say it's great music, so I can see why they did it. But it's almost kind of like the plot line seemed almost secondary to let's have some great songs out there. Ah, uh, just like Mamma Mia. Uh, possibly. <laughs> uh, yeah, because the same guy did this to Sing Street and did the film called Begin Again, um, which is basically the same storyline but with better known actors. Um, so your housemate might have been delighted to see uh, Adam Devine and uh, uh, Mark Ruffalo, although he, Mark Ruffalo has rarely looked scruffier than he does in this film. Um, uh-huh. Uh, I don't think it really worked. I know Simon, my brother, he, he loves this. In fact, he loves uh, Once as well, but he loves Begin Again. I don't really think it works for me. I think Kieran Knightley is, is the lead, and, and like I say Mark Ruffalo, James Corden turns up as a best friend kind of character. But Mark Ruffalo and Kieran Knightley have no chemistry whatsoever. It's quite a big age gap as well, isn't it? It is. So he's playing the producer, like he's kind of down on his little producer and, and discovers his own roles. But, um, but they, I think they do try and play it as a romantic thing at some point. And that just doesn't work. But the whole, even if you ignore the kind of romantic side, the whole vibe um, of their relationship just doesn't work for me. They just feel like they're not playing off, playing well off each other at all. Mm. Uh, but I say Simon likes it, so there you go. Um, La La Land, I suppose, counts is, is a film about musician. Is uh, Ryan Gosling's character is, is a uh, yeah, yeah, I I'm guess, a, I guess so. Yeah, kind of taught that one to death. So uh, yeah, move on. Move that one. Um, what's it going? Uh, Crazy Heart. Jeff Bridges was Oscar nominated. In fact, he won the Oscar. Uh, now I think about it, um, for for playing a a country musician who's I think he's trying to make some sort of comeback. Aren't all like stories about <laughs> musicians follow the same trajectory? I think you saw sort of Star Is Born. And, yeah. Yeah, I saw a Star Is Born, yeah. the recent one. But we talked about, I talked about it in our did, last podcast. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've, I've not seen that one, but I've heard it recommended by a few people, so I'm going to try and catch it at some point. This weekend, Colin, what are you doing? Um, this weekend, what I'm doing, I'm, I'm studying some maths. Ugh. I'm playing some Countdown. Um, I'm hopefully seeing Bad Times. Not the, actual uh, Countdown, right? Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm planning to audition for Countdown, and in, in partial preparation for this, me and a guy called Phil will be competing at Countdown. Um, okay. On the Sunday night. Uh, yeah, I think I'll probably watch Bad Times the other way around before I watch The Star Is Born, but I'll try and get to both of them at some point. Okay. Yeah, you should. I think you should. Uh, Rock of Ages is 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 fun. Have you seen Rock of Ages? Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. It's good fun. Tom Cruise hemming it up. Tom Cruise really going for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this is, it's a musical. And like, I mean, I, I guess when we did our musicals episode, we didn't really count five pictures. As musicals. No, um, yeah, because this musical came out before the film as well. The film is based off the musical. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's about a musician because Tom Cruise is that musician. In fact, everyone in this film was a musician, pretty yes. much. Um, so whilst there is some kind of singing when you wouldn't sing, there is, yeah, Diego Bontano, I think is the name of the actor. I don't know how I don't know where that came from because he's done nothing as far as I'm aware since, but he, he plays a kind of young, hopeful. In some ways, this follows the trajectory of A Star Is Born. Um, yeah, yep. If you put Diego Bontano in the uh, Lady Gaga role and Tom Cruise in the uh, Bradley Cooper role, Tom Cruise didn't have much to do in the film, though. I mean, he was only in parts of it, wasn't he? He um, wasn't the main character. He wasn't the main character at all. No, supporting character, but he, he was kind of the the, the the big rock star who's faded now, and he. Although in fairness, it ends with him being just as big as he ever was. I guess. Uh, yeah. Was it Julianne Huff as well? It was. Yeah. Yeah. What a, and Alec Baldwin, Russell Brand doing a terrible Brummy accent. <laughs> a, and Catherine Zeta Jones. Catherine Zeta Jones, yes. Paul Giamatti. Uh, I liked that film. It was because uh, I, I enjoyed the film. I, too. I did. I saw my friend Rob having not managed to persuade anyone else. I think it was, I suggested it with a bunch of Frowdy and a couple of others, and they, no one wanted to see this film. Um, uh, Inside Lewin Davis is uh, one of my probably one of my favourite Coen Brothers films. Um, it's he, uh, what's his name? Oh boy, Oscar Isaac um, plays a folk singer. Kind of is in the kind of early sixties New York uh, scene that Bob Dylan came out of, among others. Um, mm. There's basically no real plot. Uh, <laughs> I did see an interview with the Coen Brothers where they said, "Yeah, we, we added the bit with the cat just because we figured there wasn't a story." So, <laughs> so he, he loses the cat and has to go back again. But um, yeah, it starts off very well. I think he, he goes off. Um, to see John Goodman at one point, and that, that, that it loses a bit of pace at that point, I think. But yeah, Kerry Mulligan is in it, and is very good. Does my own singing. Hmm? Okay, I've not seen that. Music and lyrics. <laughs> That's a. Isn't that a Hugh Grant? Hugh Grant, musical. Drew Barrymore. It is bad. Um, Hugh Grant is a faded, 
It's the storyline of A Star Is Born. Uh, Hugh Grant is a, a faded uh, musician. Drew Barrymore is a girl who just waters his plants. Uh-huh. And she can sing. Well, in fact, she, in, in a subtle change of this thing, she can write lyrics. Oh. Except she really can't. Um, so he will, he'll be like, he'll do half a lyric, like, I don't know how to finish this. And then she will, while she's watering a plant, she will finish it with what the the, the writers of the film clearly think is utter genius. And then you're watching this thing is is pretty <laughs> terrible. Um, uh, I actually want to watch the film now, <laughs> just to see this. I believe it might be on Netflix, so you could be in luck. Um, oh, okay. Uh, I used to own it on DVD and, and no longer do. <laughs> so that, that tells you what you need to know from my point of view. <laughs> uh, apparently, Hugh Grant and Drew Barrymore absolutely hate each other. So there's uh, there's um there's that as well. There's nothing else you can enjoy uh, no. enjoy seeing them pretend to like each other on film. Um. Hugh Grant is, is, is quite indiscreet in interviews about the actresses in particular who don't like him. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh what what let's have a quick check time check. Yeah, let's let's there we go. We're done with this. Um, <laughs> we are running out of time. I will just mention quickly the Ruttles, which is a, a spoof of the Beatles and is pretty bad. Um but if you like the Beatles it's probably worth watching because there's a cameo from George Harrison. And we move on to Actor Factor. Um, uh, he was bumped, bumped from last week, but he's back with a vengeance. Jonah Hill. Star jo- Oscar-nominated Jonah Hill. Two times Oscar-nominated, is he? Two-time Oscar-nominated. Mm, I could be. Moneyball, was he Oscar-nominated for something else? Yeah, he was definitely Oscar-nominated for Moneyball and probably, what's the one? Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, do you want to kick us off? Oh, I can tell you what my favorite films are, and it's probably going to be your favorite films as well. Okay. The Jump Street series. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was trying to choose between 20, first, uh, 21 or 22 Jump Street, but I like both of them in equal measures. Okay. It's very hard for 21 me and a half Jump Street it is. 21 <laughs> and a half Jump Street, and no, and all the potential sequels of Jump Street that they showed at the end of 22 the Jump Street. The best part of the film, yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it is such a good film, and he, he and Channing Tatum are such, yeah. Makes such a good pair. Mm. Yeah. Like, have you been watching Maniac? No, I haven't. No, I, I, I think I talked about it before, but I, I'm watching about one a week, so I'm not not binging it by any means. But he's, he's very, he's intriguing. In that. I'm enjoying it a lot, but um, he plays it very deadpan. Anyway, oh. uh, yes, I'd probably agree that those are my favourite looking down this list. Um, what else have you seen him in? Uh, I've seen him. Well, I didn't know some. He was in the Lego movie, apparently. <laughs> apparently so. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and the Lego Batman movie as well. So yeah, yep, apparently <laughs> he was in How to Train Your Dragon. Apparently, oh, really? yeah, I didn't know that either. There's a lot, of voice, <laughs> a lot of voice acting. A lot, of, a lot of voice acting. He was in Night at the Museum, Battle of the Smithsonian. Uncredited. Well, apparently as well. I didn't know that. Um, uh, I got, yeah. Was he like a rival security guard or something? Possibly. Maybe not. I, yeah. don't, I don't remember. He was in Knocked Up, apparently. Evan Almighty. I remember that. <laughs> his role. I actually remember his role in Evan Almighty okay. as well. It's not a good film. It's, it's an not, awful film. Despite the presence of Lauren Graham. Yes, I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, everything else he either has like small cameos in that, you know, I, it's not worth mentioning. Um, the other thing that I saw him that he was he had a big role was, was in Moneyball. Yes. Uh, I enjoyed Moneyball. Uh, Brad Pitt. Uh, and Chris Pratt as well. Yeah, so uh, fairly early on in Chris Pratt's uh, work, mm. uh, written by Aaron Sorkin, and I can't remember who directed it. No. Uh, yes, I thought it was, that was a great, one of the better sports films. Um, what else I got? Uh, Wolf of Wall Street, uh, as you say, had a major role in that. I just found this film really self-indulgent. I think it needed to be, it's so long. I mean, Leo's good in it, but it's re- I mean, it's d- deliberately over the top. But okay. I still think... Um, and I think this I find this with quite a lot of Martin Scorsese's films it really should be edited down I, I can't remember how long it is but it's getting up for three hours I think and, and you think oh jeez um, you can cut so much out of that film and, no like, films need to be over two and a half hours long yes Sijan yes <laughs> I wholeheartedly concur uh, yeah people love this film or some people do Yannick thought it was the greatest film ever made um, <laughs> I miss Yannick yeah <laughs> Uh, but I think yeah, this could be a, a wonderful film if you cut an hour out of it. Um, uh, what else have we got? True Story, I think I've talked about it before. Um, it was him and James Franco and um, Felicity Jones. He's visiting a guy in prison, repeatedly to write a book about him. It's pretty good. 
Um, War Dogs he did with Miles Teller um, about these two guys who managed to find themselves selling guns, I think, to the US Army? Mm-hmm. On behalf of? Anyway, they basically the, the government has said they need to sell at least a certain percentage to... Obviously, they need to have contracts with at least um, some small groups, and they, they basically managed to bid for this contract without really knowing how they're going to do it because they're basically just two stoner guys in their early twenties. Yeah, I, I haven't I, I haven't seen the film. But I've seen the trailer, and I was very intrigued by it. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, I like Miles Teller a lot, and yeah, it's, it's fun. Todd Phillips, I think, is going to be uh, doing the new uh, Joker film. Yeah. Um, Hail Caesar. I thought before it was Coen Brothers film. I found it really disappointing, to be honest. But, um, he was. He had a very small role in that. So, I, yeah, I'd agree. One of the Jump Streets is my favourite. Uh, least favourite. I'm going to say Walk Hard, which apparently, since we've talked about it already, he had an uncredited <laughs> appearance in that. So there you go. Yeah. Do you have a least favourite? Uh, yeah, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Okay. It's awful. Uh, awful, awful, awful. Next time on Actor Factor, I don't think we've we've talked about the films of Ryan Gosling yet. Nope, we haven't. And I'm pretty sure I know what my favourite is as well. Excellent. Well, Ryan Gosling it is. Um... And we move on to our final segment, uh, the quiz, uh, which is on Toy Story. Season. Finally, I would definitely have a better chance in this than I did in the <laughs> last week's no, I, I'm nine, massacre. I'm nine eight up for the year, which in fact was the finishing score of last year. We had a lot more draws last year, um, and I won five nil last year, last last time. So I'm fairly confident Sincere. you're going to be writing horrible questions this time. Um, no, I haven't. I've always been very fair, Colin. Okay, well, let's quiz fi- writing. Let's find out. You'll find out. Uh, my first one, including any special achievement awards, how many Academy Awards did the trilogy win in total? Uh, three. See? Easy. That was good. Um, what song from Toy Story 3 won the Oscar for Best Original Song? Ah, uh, that's the one, We Belong Together. Very good. That no one knows about. No, I, like, I, I've never heard it. I'm not seen I Toy know, Story right? 3. I, I, know the, I know the first song. Um, yeah. You've, got, the second you've, one. you've got a friend in me. Which you've got a friend in me and what's the second one? Um, when She Loved Me. Oh, yes. Yeah, the Sarah McLachlan song. And I love... I, I I thought both of those songs were one instead of this one, yeah. which I not heard as well. Isn't it like... I think it's like a high school musical song. We Belong Together. Was that not a high school musical yeah. song? <laughs> it does sound like one. Yeah. Anyway. We belong... <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Second question. RC is a toy that appeared in the first two Toy Story films. What is RC short for? RC? Uh, remote Control? Yeah. Yeah. I... Did not remember that character. Um, uh, question two for you. What is the name of the cowboy voiced by Kelsey Grammer in Toy Story 2? That's uh, Stinky Pete, right? It is Stinky Pete. Very good. Mm. Question three. Which toy had a catchphrase, Golly Bob Howdy, said in all three films? Golly Bob Howdy? Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's um, said in all three films. Um, so. Was it Bo Peep? No, it's uh, Slinky Dog. Really? <laughs> yeah, and Bo Peep didn't appear in the third film as well. Fair enough. Uh, question three for you. I quite like this question. Uh, I'm not sure you will. Um, Ryan Gilby of The New Statesman, uh, Jeremy Heilman of MovieMarter.com, Armand White of New York Press, and Cole Smithy of ColeSmithy.com hold what distinction relating to Toy Story 3? What? <laughs> <laughs> Why is this question? <laughs> are, are these the people who didn't rate it a good thing on Rotten Tomatoes? Very good. That's right. They gave it a bad review on Rotten Tomatoes. Because uh, Rotten Tomatoes, yeah, it's 100% for first film, second film, and only 99% in the third film. That's right. Question four. The song You've Got a Friend in Me appeared in all three Toy Story films. In what language was the song performed in for Toy Story 3? <laughs> um... You got a choice, Colin. I got a choice of all the languages. Um, well, I'm guessing it's not English. So uh, I'm trying to think of anything even vaguely related to languages in Toy Story 3. And I, got I thought you loved Toy Story 3. Do you? I've seen it once. It was fine. Mm. Um, Chinese. No, it was Spanish. Fine. Why? Why do they sing it in Spanish? Anyway, for the win. <laughs> uh, yes, for the win. Uh, who has voiced Woody in various Toy Story spin-offs and toys replacing Tom Hanks? Oh, I don't know that. No? That I really don't know. It's his brother, Jim Hanks. Oh, really? Mm. He has a brother? He has a brother called Jim, apparently. Um, oh. who, uh, what? <laughs> so I think, um, I'm assuming on the Graham Norton show or something, he had the toy, the Woody doll, and he kind of pulled the back of it, and it was like, I got a snake in my boot. And then he's like, yeah, that's my brother. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, wow. So, uh, for the final question, 
uh, to draw level. Yes. Which James Bond actor is the voice of Mr. Pricklepants, the stuffed hedgehog of Toy Story 3? Ooh, was it Timothy Dalton or was it Pierce Brosnan? I'm going to say Timothy Dalton. It was Timothy Dalton. Right, 3 all with one question to go. What is the name of the spin-off Buzz Lightyear film that launched a TV series? Oh, what? To Infinity and Beyond. I'm afraid it's called Buzz Lightyear of Star Command. Ah, oh, I, I actually seen the TV series. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Which puts us a three all, keeps me nine eight ahead for the year. Ah, oh, that's annoying. And Thanks to Netflix. You see, I was very fair with my questions, Colin. You were very fair, as, as I feel was I. Yeah, um, okay. compared to a Netflix original <laughs> films, I'm not comparing with this this round. Um, next time, and you won't like this one. Uh, the quizzing is on Lethal Weapon. By strange coincidence, I've just bought the Lethal Weapon box set. So, uh, just, oh wow, I'll be doing dedicated research over the next couple of weeks. Of course, you are. Um, I could ask you what our main topic is for next time, but uh, I remember this. Oh yeah, it's uh, space it film is. set in space. It is film set in space. Um, with various caveats that we can explain next time. Yes, we will. We'll see you then. Bye.